What's happening? What's happening? Hello, my name is Brad Harden, and I'm the host of the brand new show here on the Hoop Ball Network, Hoop Ball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks, from box score breakdown, training camp, free agency, the rumor mill, you love John Collins, you love Ice Trey, you love JR Crickets, well, check us out, follow us at Hoop Ball Hawks on Twitter, follow myself at Brad Jarrett. Six, seven on Twitter, and we hope y'all check us out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. They always ask, who do you have, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Don't pick the Chicago Bulls. But I also tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for all of Major League Baseball, the upcoming NFL Draft, and any other sporting event that you can think of. We've got the NHL playoffs around the corner, and we've got PGA Tour Golf. PGA Championship will be in less than a month. I'm excited for that. And look, you know me. And you know that I don't give my stamp of approval out very easily. If you're going to earn that, you've got to be the best at what you do. And MyBookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Now let's get the show started. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Oh baby, it has been way too long since we have talked. Welcome on into the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. We are a part of the Hoop Ball Network. Go check out all of our awesome basketball podcasts. Yes, I know. I am really slacking at my job. And I will say that I got very busy during March Madness, and I stayed busy, and I neglected this little show, and I'm sorry that I neglected this little show. But as many Bulls fans might make the argument, I neglected it with good reason. Okay, there's no good reason to neglect a podcast, but I want to tell you 
that we are going to finish the season strong. The last episode that we did was the trade deadline. And on the trade deadline, the Bulls acquired Nikola Vucevic and Daniel Tice. Now, we didn't do a follow-up episode, which I said I was going to do again, slacking. But the Bulls' two big acquisitions at the trade deadline were Nikola Vucevic and Daniel Tice. And what happened after they acquired both of those guys? They went out and they lost four in a row. Then they came back. They won in a very tight battle against the Brooklyn Nets on April 4th beat the Pacers, beat the Raptors, and then went on another losing streak, this time of five games. And I should mention that the four games that they lost after they acquired Nikola Vucevic and Daniel Tice were a part of a six-game losing streak. So the Bulls had a stretch, losing 11 of 14. They beat the Cavaliers on Saturday, and they beat the Celtics in one of their best performances of the season on Monday. And then last night, They lose to the Cavaliers by 16 in Cleveland. And it just goes to show you that there is no such thing right now as consistency with these Chicago Bulls. Now, a lot of things have happened since we last recorded an episode. Zach Levine's got COVID. He's in the health and safety protocols right now, and they don't actually say that he has COVID. But if you're missing two full weeks... And that's what it's going to be after this period in the health and safety protocol is over. Zach Levine will have been out for two weeks. You still have a bunch of guys at this point that are learning how to play with each other. And Nikola Vucevic has been very solid since arriving in Chicago. And Billy Donovan has done a lot of tinkering with his lineups. And that's because you took two key pieces in Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. out of your main rotations. You took another guy in Daniel Gafford, who was one of your main bigs off the bench. And you basically have had to plug in a bunch of new players in a short amount of time and ask them to play competent basketball. And Billy Donovan said that the trade for Vucevic and the trade for Daniel Tice messed up their rotations. And that's why the Bulls weren't able to really get into a rhythm post-trade deadline. Vucevic is the second best passing big man in the NBA behind Nikola Jokic. And he has proven to be lethal in the pick and roll. He has played the pick and roll phenomenally. And he and Daniel Tice have actually done a good job, as Billy Donovan lately has been starting Daniel Tice and Nikola Vucevic together, They've done a good job at being a Twin Towers playing off each other type of duo. I've liked the action that I've seen from both of those guys. And it really proved effective in the Boston game where Nikola Vucevic just went absolutely crazy. He went for 29 points, was 13 of 23 from the field in that game, not to mention nine boards. And Daniel Tice continues to play solid complementary basketball. But one of the biggest problems with the Bulls right now is that they are not consistent. And what you've seen post-trade deadline is that this is a team that can beat anybody on any given night. They beat the number two team in the Eastern Conference in the Brooklyn Nets. They beat the Boston Celtics, who are starting to play a lot better basketball. They've moved up to number six in the Eastern Conference. But they can lose to anybody as well. 
They lost by 12 at Atlanta. The Hawks are playing better basketball. They're a playoff team. They lost at home by nine to the Orlando Magic, the very team that they acquired Nikola Vucevic from, who is 18 and 40 as we talk right now. They are 18 and 40. The Bulls also, since acquiring Nikola Vucevic, have picked up a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, as it currently stands, are the worst team in the NBA. Okay, second worst team. The Houston Rockets are technically the worst team, but the Timberwolves are 16 and 44. The two worst teams in the NBA are the T-Wolves, the Rockets, and the third worst team by record is the Detroit Pistons. Fourth is the Orlando Magic. You have a loss against three of the bottom four teams in the NBA since you acquired your do-it-all point center. And look, Nikola Vucevic has been phenomenal since he's come to Chicago. He's averaging over 23 points a game. He's averaging just a touch under 10 rebounds a game, three and a half assists per game, and he's averaging close to a block per game. So his numbers have been fine. I will say this, Nikola Vucevic plays no defense. This is not somebody that you acquired to play defense, because let me tell you something, he's not very good at it. But another reason why the Bulls have not been consistent is that one other guy, one remaining piece that they did not trade away at the deadline has been wildly inconsistent. And that would be a one, Lowry Markkinen, who's complaining about having to come off the bench. Let me tell you something, Lowry Markkinen. You're not that good relative to what the Bulls think of you. You are averaging under 15 points per game. You are somebody that, although they're averaging the highest three-point percentage of their career, is still averaging under 15 points per game. Your second year in the league, you averaged almost 19. You had a bad year in 2019-20, and we'll give that the boiling effect. But this year, you haven't been able to stay healthy, and you haven't been consistent. Now, you are averaging a career high in field goal percentage. You're at 48%. A career high in three-point percentage. You're at 39%. 38.5, I just decided to round up. But other numbers... You have the worst rebounding numbers of your career. You're at 5.5. You've never averaged under six boards per game. Granted, while assists with you are minuscule, you're averaging under one assist per game. You've never averaged under an assist. And, not to mention, you're averaging 27.1 minutes per game. That is the lowest minutes per game average of your four-year career. That's lower than when you were a rookie. That's lower than when you were a rookie. And why is that? Because Billy Donovan doesn't trust you to put up consistent performances on a night-to-night basis. And one of the reasons why the Bulls have not been consistent is that Larry Markkinen does not show up every night. And it's one of the reasons why I just can't And maybe this is a reason why I haven't recorded as much as I should have. It's one of the reasons why I can't get excited about the Chicago Bulls as a potential playoff team. 
Because I look at Laurie Markkinen's numbers and I see somebody that is an eternally flawed player. That's what he is. Laurie Markkinen, I am resigned to at this point, is going to be one of your best players when he's on and one of your worst players when he's off. Let's take a look at some of Laurie Markkinen's game logs because I think that this tells a significant story. And no, I'm not just reading these game logs in order to fill up time. I think you need to listen to all of this. This is Laurie Markkinen's game logs since the Nikola Vucevic trade. March 27th, San Antonio. 10 points, 4 of 10 from the field. March 29th at Golden State. 13 points, 5 of 9 from the field, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. March 31st at Phoenix. 16 points, 5 of 13 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3-point range. Not bad, not great. Friday, April 2nd at Utah. 23 minutes, 5 points, 2 of 5 from the field. The fourth against the Nets, 8 points in 23 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field. All of 1 from 3, he shot one 3-pointer. April 6th at Indiana, and April 8th at Toronto. These are both wins. At Indiana, 15 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. At Toronto, in just 18 minutes, 18 points, 8 of 10 from the field. Then we go a night later. At Atlanta, he plays 27 minutes. He scores five points on one of four shooting, one of three from beyond the arc. Then, in the next four games combined, which is at Memphis, at Minnesota, versus Orlando, and versus Memphis, 8.0.6 points, three points. In the span of four games... He played one of those games over 20 minutes, and he did not score more than eight points. April 17th against the Cleveland Cavaliers. 16 points in 26 minutes. That's a win. Six of 12 from the field, three of six from beyond the arc. Then the very next game against the Boston Celtics, 19 minutes, he scores nine points. And then last night against Cleveland, 16 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. But they lost. You cannot tell me that the same guy that can score 18 points in 18 minutes can then come out the very next night and score 5 points in 27 minutes. Lowry Markkinen is too inconsistent to be a part of this Bulls future. And again... One of the biggest things that I see with this team is that there are pieces that are developing for the long term. I think it's pretty clear at this point, and I said this before the draft, and I'm going to say it again. Kobe White is not a franchise point guard. They wanted him so badly to be a franchise point guard. He's not that guy. He's just not that guy. And I don't know if he's going to develop into being that guy. He can be somebody that can come off the bench and play the point. He can come off the bench and be a combo guard in a three-guard lineup. Kobe White's future is as a reserve rotation guard. Now, he's somebody that can come off the bench and give you instant offense. He's proving that he can be a scorer. 
but I don't believe that Kobe White is the type of guy that is going to thrive as being the primary instigator of this offense. I think that that guy is either A, Zach Levine, or B, somebody that is not currently on this team. I know that Billy Donovan tried Tomas Sadoransky in the starting lineup, and that seemed to work for a little while. But the bottom line is that this team does not have a true point guard, and they need a true point guard. They need somebody that is going to be able that is going to be able to run the high pick and roll with Nikola Vucevic. And maybe that is Zach Levine. But I don't want Zach Levine to be the primary ball handler. I like him working off the ball. I like him being able to create without the ball and let somebody else create an opportunity for him. I think that Levine is very good off the dribble, but he can be even more lethal if he is set up properly. Zach Levine has proven that he can get his own. But having one guy that can get his own can only do you so much good. How many 40-point performances are we going to see from Zach Levine in games that the Bulls lose? And if the Bulls continue to lose, losing into next year, what is that going to do to the psyche of somebody like Zach Levine who may not want to stay here for the long term? But that's a topic for a different show. You acquired Nikola Vucevic to be able to play with Zach Levine and help vault this team to the playoffs this year. And I don't think that that's going to happen. When we come back from the break, I want to explain to you, number one, how difficult it is for the Bulls to get into the playoffs, but number two, why a playoff appearance this year doesn't really do you a whole lot of good. You are locked into the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. I'm telling you, these products are no joke. So easy to use, and I have all the confidence in the world with the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced with a close shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It hits the spot in every way for my balls. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean. Manscaped even threw in their Shed Travel Bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Talk about the ultimate utility, man. Manscaped is like the Mike Trout of ball trimmers. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 
hit the balls out of the park this season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 again. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code HOOPBALL20. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. Welcome back into the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. Thank you so much to all of our sponsors for their support of not just this show, but every show on the Hoop Ball Network. So I want to go through the Bulls' upcoming schedule and where they stand relative to everybody else in the Eastern Conference. So the NBA playoffs this year are going to be a little bit different. You have essentially 10 teams that are eligible for the NBA playoffs once the regular season is over. Now, I had to reread this a couple of times, but I seemingly understand it now. If you're in the top six, you are guaranteed to play in a best-of-seven first-round series. The seven, the eight, the nine, and the ten are all guaranteed at least one play-in game. So once the season is over, you're going to have in each conference two play-in games to start. The 7 versus the 8, and the 9 versus the 10. The winner of the 7-8 game is going to end up being the 7 seed. They're locked into the 7 seed. The loser of that game will get to play the winner of the 9-10 game for the right to be the 8 seed. So whoever ends up as the 8 seed is going to lose one game and win one game if they are the 7 or the 8 going into the playoffs. If you're the 9 or the 10, you end up as the 8 seed by winning each of the two games that you get to play in the play-ins. So you have a chance at the 8 seed if you make the 9 or the 10 in the regular season. But it's a tall order because you're going to have to win two winner-go-home games. Where it stands right now, with 14 games left to go, it is unlikely that the Chicago Bulls are going to get above the 7 seed. They are currently 7 games back of the Boston Celtics, who are the current number 6 seed. The current number 7 is the Miami Heat, and the Bulls are 6.5 games back of them. The Charlotte Hornets are the current number 8 seed, and the Bulls are four and a half games back of them. So realistically, the Bulls do not have a chance to get into the top six. If they did, it would be a minor miracle. Their chances are slim to none at getting into the seven or the eight spot, which guarantees them at least two games if they lose. If they win, they are guaranteed a series with either the Philadelphia 76ers or the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And that's more than likely who it would be. Because the Sixers are in first, the Nets are a half game behind them, the Bucks are three and a half back of first, and currently in fourth place, amazingly, the New York Knicks, who have won eight in a row, they are three and a half games out of the three seed in the Eastern Conference. Now let's look to the nine and the ten, because that's where it's relevant for the Bulls. The Bulls are currently three back of the Indiana Pacers, who are the current number nine seed, and they are one back of the Washington Wizards, who are the current number 10 seed. The Bulls aren't even the current number 11. They're the current number 12, because the Toronto Raptors are a half game out of the 10 seed, 
the Bulls are one game out of the 10 seed. Now, I do want to say this. Is it good to have some of these younger guys get playoff experience? 1,000% yes. Are the Bulls a deserving playoff team? Absolutely not. They are 24-34. and 34. A team that is 10 games under 500 is not deserving of a playoff appearance. I don't care what year it is, COVID, no COVID, new format, whatever. You should not have a chance at the playoffs if you are 10 games under 500. And the reality of the situation is that there are only a few guys on this current roster that are going to be a part of Bulls teams in years future that will be going to the playoffs. And in my opinion, those guys are, as it currently stands, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. It's those four guys and then whoever else they decide to hang on to and help develop. Maybe Lowry Markinen comes back. I highly doubt it. Maybe they find a long-term role for Troy Brown Jr. I'm not so sure about that, though, either. Potentially, they decide to bring back Daniel Tice, but if he commands a decent amount of dollars on the free agent market, I am very skeptical of that. The Bulls that would make the playoffs this year would not be the same team that would be making playoff runs year after year in years future. You have a core of guys to build around, and you want this playoff experience for guys like Zach Levine and Kobe White that have never been to the playoffs. For Nikola Vucevic, you want him to have playoff experience with guys like Levine and Kobe White, and for that matter, Patrick Williams. But Williams is a rookie. So to me, while it would be good to get him into the playoffs, playoff experience for him is a bonus at this point. I think it benefits a lot of the players that are going to be here in the future, but I don't think it really does a whole lot of good for most of the guys on this current roster. What's the point of getting into a 9-10 play-in game and if you somehow find a way to get to the Eastern Conference playoffs to get swept or lose in five games to the Sixers or the Nets, two teams that are superior to you in every which way and form? Does a playoff appearance boost morale? 1,000%. If the Bulls were playing for the 6th seed or the 5th seed or the 4th seed, I would be all in on this team going balls to the wall down the stretch. But the fact of the matter is, they'll be lucky to get the 10th seed. It would be miraculous if they end up as the 9. And it doesn't matter whether you're the 9 or the 10. You still have to win that game in order to play another game against two teams that are already above you in the standings. So to me, a playoff appearance doesn't really do you a whole lot of good at this point in time. You are listening to this on Thursday, April 22nd. This is your upcoming schedule. This is what you get to finish the year, and this is no cakewalk. Because with the exception of the Toronto Raptors and the Detroit Pistons, every matchup moving forward is against a playoff team. You start off tonight with the Hornets. Then you've got two road games at Miami, a road game at New York. Then you come back and you play the Milwaukee Bucks at home. Then a road game the very next night in Atlanta 
Then you come back home to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Then back to Charlotte. Then home the very next night to play the Boston Celtics. Then you go to Detroit. Home against the Nets. Home against the Raptors. Then at Brooklyn. And home again against Milwaukee. I do not see a whole lot of wins in there. I see a win against Detroit. I see maybe one win against Charlotte. I potentially see one win against Miami and a win against Toronto. I don't see many wins in there. The final 14 games, if the Bulls find a way to get seven wins out of that, I think that's a minor miracle. But I don't think that, number one, they have a chance to improve their record at this point because if they were to go 7-7 seven and seven in their final 14 games, that puts them at 31 and 41. 31 and 41. That's not a playoff team. And as you look at the current standings right now, if you're talking about a race to 31 wins, the Miami Heat are already there. So there's absolutely no way the Bulls are going to catch the Heat. The Charlotte Hornets only need three more wins to get there. The Pacers need four more wins to get there. So basically, at this point, you're playing for the 10 seed and the opportunity to play either the Hornets or the Pacers in a first-round play-in game. That's what you're fighting the final 14 games for. And while making the playoffs is good for your morale, it is not going to break my heart if the Bulls miss the playoffs because they have not played like a playoff team since acquiring the guy that everybody thought would make them a playoff team. And in the long run, Nikola Vucevic is going to be good for this franchise. You are going to see delightful offensive basketball played next year with a healthy Zach Levine and a fully trained, fully adapted Nikola Vucevic. You will see somebody in Patrick Williams that will have a more developed offensive profile. You'll see somebody in Kobe White that has hopefully made another step in year three of his development. And then you're going to see somebody that's coming from the draft. Because maybe if the Bulls miss the playoffs and find their way into the top five in the NBA lottery, maybe you draft your point guard of the future in Jalen Suggs. Maybe you get somebody else to play down low alongside Nikola Vucevic, say, fellow USC Trojan, Evan Mobley. Maybe you get a true two-way guard in Davion Mitchell, somebody that can dominate offensively and be a great on-ball defender defensively. Maybe you end up with an elite athlete like a Keon Johnson or a Jalen Green or a Jonathan Kaminga. Heck, maybe you go back to the Florida State well and you pick up Scotty Barnes who could play very well off of Patrick Williams and be a very similar type mold in this new age of positionless basketball. I would rather have a chance at one of those guys than be down at 14 or 15. And I'm not saying that you can't get great value with the 14th or the 15th pick in the first round. But you have more options the higher up that you pick in the draft. And I think that it's more important for the Bulls to pick up an asset that is going to be a part of your team for the next five to ten years than it is for you to make a meaningless playoff appearance in a year where you don't deserve it. Because if this is any other year, if this is a non-COVID year, 
the Bulls have no chance at sniffing the playoffs. It is only because of this format that they even have a puncher's chance at being an outsider to try and get into the party. That's a long way of saying they don't deserve it. And the Bulls, they hung on to Thad Young because they thought that they could get into the top eight, maybe the top six, if they played great basketball in the second half of the year. And they completely floundered. But that's okay. In the long run, you learn as a coach, if you're Billy Donovan, from this year's experience and what it's going to take to build this team back up to where they are competing for Eastern Conference titles. They have pieces that they can build upon for years to come. Those pieces are Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, and Kobe White. I'm still going to put Kobe White in there because I believe that Kobe White will find a role on this team to where he will excel once he has finally figured out that that's the role that he best fits in. And that may not be determined for quite a while. And I think Billy Donovan is still trying to figure out exactly what he has in Kobe White. So with 14 games left to go, let's see what the Bulls can build upon for next year. Let's see how well Nikola Vucevic starts playing off of Kobe White and how he'll continue to play off of Zach Levine when Levine gets back. Hopefully we will see further development in the careers of Patrick Williams and Kobe White and maybe even Lowry Markkinen, the development of Nikola Vucevic in this Billy Donovan system, and playing as a cohesive unit and giving confidence to guys on the fringe, and I say on the fringe because they're unrestricted free agents after this year and Tomas Sadoransky and Thad Young, that they may have a role on this team for next year, that they can be a part of of the 2021-22 Chicago Bulls that expects to make the playoffs. These are tryouts for next year. If you see role players that fit well within the core pieces of this team, they have an opportunity to be a part of this team next year. And that is the biggest takeaway for me that you can gain from any of the next 14 games to close out the year. This has been a presentation of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Make sure you go check out all of our awesome Hoop Ball pods. We've got new team-specific pods. We've got the Hoop Ball Raptors pod now and the Hoop Ball Celtics pod. Also, the Hoop Ball Minnesota Timberwolves pod. We've got all of them. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Bull presentation. What's up, Hoop Ballers? It's your host, David, here to tell you about ExpressVPN. Now, ExpressVPN is an incredible service that affords you the protection, privacy, and security while you are online that you deserve. But did you know that you can also use it to access a limitless amount of international titles from your favorite streaming platforms? That's right. Hulu, YouTube, Netflix, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is the one for you. It's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. If you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash hootball, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN completely free. Support the show. Watch what you want. 
and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash hoopball. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.